going on? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Me and the Homies podcast. I'm your host, Tayo. Today, I'm joined with the homie Sama. What's good, Sama? What's up, man? Uh, Sama, I appreciate you, you know, sitting down with me today. I think we have a really good episode. I do have to give the listeners a warning and, and, and I guess, beg, kind of. Um, a huge amount of my following has been uh, made up of people who I don't anticipate being sports fans. And this is our NBA preview episode. But if you bear with me, we're going to kind of weave it into the topic. So we're still going to discuss a lot of other things. And it should still be interesting, even if you're not a sports fan or NBA fan. So just, you know, bear with us. I guarantee you'll still uh, walk away with some uh, good moments from the uh, episode. Uh, Sama, um, oh, my baby, how are you? I didn't ask it right back over there. I was about to say, like, damn. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's uh, this is this is really kind of surreal, just because um, I like this is what I was trying to talk to you about earlier, because like to me, you've always been the person who just knows people, like you know damn near everybody. That's what it always <laughs> felt like to me. I don't know. So everybody. like I, bruh, I feel like have you ever heard of Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon? No. It's like it's this thing that it was during the '80s, and you could be like. You take Kevin Bacon, right? And you it, can find well, somebody. On. Is Kevin Bacon like a famous person I should know? He was in Footloose. You ain't watch Footloose? <laughs> no, and I haven't was, watched Footloose. He was like, <laughs> why is that? He was, I feel like you really thought like I was going to be like, damn, yes, Footloose is the shit. No, I haven't seen Footloose. He was in He was in Footloose. He was big during the 80s, right? But they basically, <laughs> they, it, was this, it was this thing that you could pick one person and then find a way through seven people. Like, this guy knows this guy, he knows this guy, he knows this guy, who knows Kevin Bacon. Oh, and it would always get back to it him. Would always, yeah. I feel like I could pick a random person in either Nashville or Chattanooga and maybe even Memphis and find a way to get back to you. It, it wouldn't matter. You, okay, in, like, the state of Tennessee. Yeah, you know a lot maybe. of people. You know I what mean, I'm saying? Like, cause especially to me, because I'm an extrovert in the sense that I never shut up, but I'm an introvert in the sense that I really stay to myself. Like... Niggas I went to school with at the same time as me don't know me because I just <laughs> I was to myself. You feel me? So it's like it it the format of this podcast just makes sense with your personality and makes sense with how many uh, people that I feel like you know and how many different people you know. And just because like I've been arguing you with you consistently since like 2012, so just to be able to like hear other people argue with you in the same format, but like on a podcast is dope. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> That's a very roundabout way of getting to being happy to be here, but I appreciate it. I don't know why it feels surreal. We're in my living room, kicking it. But I mean, I feel you. Um, also, because this is the first time I've actually seen you since then, and I'm gonna say it on air. Congratulations, bro. On the uh, appreciate, on appreciate. The, I always get the uh, engagement kind. Yeah, uh, man, it's it's really it's really dope because you know with friends and like relationships, it can be kind of awkward because you know you don't want to have to pick a side, but I don't feel like I have to because <laughs> like Raven, Raven, and you, you are really good like fit. So that's that's uh, cool. Yeah. Appreciate that. It was definitely all love. And Raven was really well received on her episode of the podcast. I've been hearing a lot of great things. Which I'm is, sure. I mean, I still got to listen to it because you just got on Spotify, but we we going to get there. Yeah, shout out to Spotify. But, I mean, Raven is about to be ridiculous. SP- <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't really been around her since the episode has dropped, and I know she's going to be on one, but that's whatever. Uh, what when you is got- she not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you got us drinking for the uh, drink of the day? Um, 
going back to our we've been arguing since 2012 talk, you know, you you team Henny and I'm very much team Crown. So, of course, you know, I had to represent, bring the Crown. We got the Crown and the Sprite. My uncle actually put me onto this because I had been drinking Crown with Coke. And then I went to his house for Christmas one year and I saw his big ass bottle of Crown. And he was drinking it with 7-Up. And I, we were not peasants, so we're not going to drink 7-Up. But I got Sprite instead. You definitely came through with ulterior motives. <laughs> and you came through with the, the lack of creativity. So I'm going to be upfront with you now. That will affect your score or your rating. Ah, uh, damn. But, I mean, I mean, for Crown and Sprite, which I've had before, it's pretty smooth. But we'll get to, into that later. We're going <laughs> to start with the top five for the week. For the top five this week, this is... Uh, so you haven't listened, finished the episode yet, but the top five for this week is mm-hmm. actually, um, it was basically based off a conversation that me and Raven were having that just was super random. But our top five for this week is our top five actors you would pick to play you in a movie. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one for sure, anybody who knows you, I mean. If you've seen my face, you know what number one is. Yeah, yeah, be. yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and go. Okay, so what my thinking was, I, you really can't just pick, like, any actor to play me. And I don't mean that in the sense that I'm, like, some, like, super special. I just mean, like, I'm a dork and kind of a geek. So you got to, the person you get to play me got to be believable in that sense, you know? So let's see. My number five. What is his name? Are these, so when you said number five, is it random or these are these, in, like, I order? I actually got these in order. So I five ordered. is the least, yes. like, the last person you would yes. pick? Okay. Okay, so number five, Chadwick Boseman. I only have him as number five because I feel like he can play anybody. Any person? Okay, yeah, okay. you feel me? Like, all right. So that's I just, fair. I feel, I feel like I would enjoy a movie with Chadwick as my, as the lead, with me being the lead. You feel me? Like, I feel like he would do me justice, even though he doesn't necessarily fit. Yeah, he's a good enough actor, and he's played enough parts. The way you're comfortable. He would do me justice. Okay. So I can, that, yeah. I, I'll take that. He don't look like me, though. So, but yeah, so my number four, Brandon Michael Smith. Who is that? He is, have you ever seen Sonny with a Chance? No. It's a show on Disney Channel that you, it was like, you were not a child when it was playing, basically. But um, he, he was basically, you ever seen Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide? No. Really? Summer, we were like on Nickelodeon. Well, I'm a few years older than you, but I was like a teenager when all this was out. I'm not that was on Teen Nick. I'm not, I wasn't watching that shit. Damn, that's why I was watching the shit that you're not supposed to be watching at that age. Like, (laughs) that's real. I'm watching BET, BET, okay? Yeah, no, I mean, just BET in general, (laughs) just like the basement and like. 106 and Bark. I'm not. I don't okay. care about them. For, I'm not for all, watching that. For all the, the real niggas who was watching, who was watching Sunny with a Chance. Y'all were the real niggas. That's crazy. <laughs> That's he, wild. The black dude off of Sunny with a Chance. He. I feel like he could. He could do a good, pretty good me. You understand that I'm confident nobody is gonna be. Nobody listening to this has watched Sunny with a Chance. You of, could Google it, bro. Is Sunny with a Chance of meatballs? Was no. It? <laughs> That's That's. Isn't that. That's a different movie. That's still, I think that's like Disney Pixar. It's, still, it's like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this ain't that. This is with Demi Lovato and like, this is Disney Demi Channel. Demi Lovato. Star. Yeah, this is, you feel me? Like, this is a little past our time. Demi Lovato got her star on Disney Channel? Yeah. You that's didn't, crazy. You didn't know that? No, but that's crazy given her recent. Uh, Bruh, they all do that. 
Miley, who are? Miley Cyrus wasn't on cocaine. Dead ass. We we gonna she, do I don't that. remember her overdosing. If she, she did, she they didn't, covered she it didn't up pretty well. She didn't overdose. She, I mean, but she was on. She was on some bro. Come on. But Demi ain't like. Demi's not like little suburban white girl. White girl. She's like. I. She was then. Really? Yeah. If you, if she if. If you if you've ever seen Hannah Montana back when Miley Cyrus was like Disney royalty, you would see a lot of similarities between that and Sunny with a Chance. But even when you see Miley Cyrus now, I'm still like it's not like hard for me to imagine her on Disney Channel. I don't really I don't really see Demi Lovato when in that she light. She was twerking in the Michael Jordan jersey. She just looked like somebody and, doing too much. Smoking weed. She didn't she didn't look like she fit in. She looks like she looks like Yes Jules looks in life. Oh lord. Oh, like lord, somebody who no. just doesn't fit in. You realize like they're just doing a lot. They're just trying really hard. Yes, Jules is the definition of doing way too much for the record. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I don't know, dog. Yes, Jules is a no. It's a no for me, dog. Anyway, yeah. we off topic. <laughs> um, that's crazy. I didn't know about Demi Lovato, and I still don't know who your black guy is from, from whatever <laughs> show. But who is next? Number three, I have um, Tyler James Williams. Everybody hates Chris. Everybody. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he. Uh, I feel like he would probably do. This is the the top three. I feel like with all the four and five would do an okay job, but I feel like Tyler James Williams might be number one. Like I, I struggled with the top three. Uh, he's not number one, Brad. He would do a really good me. Okay. Like, well, I I related to Chris on Everybody Hates Chris so much. Like every <laughs> conversation he had with his mama at some point, I had with my mama that's every tough. single that's one. That's very tough. <laughs> Um, okay. So who do you have at, uh, two? Two is Donald Glover. I mean, yeah, he can play anybody. Yeah, like I, I, like I said, like, uh, but yeah, no, see, the specific type of person, like, that's, come on, bro. You feel like his niche is right there. Yeah, right there in mind. Especially because, like, part of, it's part of, um, the reason why I loved Childish Gambino so much when he dropped was because that was, like, in that niche of like, I feel like Lupe had kind of moved on from that at that time. Like being a normal person. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and niggas playing around with swords and shit. He still is. Yeah, nah. <laughs> for the record. Uh, his album wasn't bad for the record, again. So I've heard his, I've heard Lupe's album was good. It was but... his last, two of his last three, I think, were like, not, not even me as a Lupe stand trying to convince you, like, they're actually good music. I mean, I haven't, I've heard one of those, and I did like it. The, the most recent one, it's like a, it's a concept album, right? Yeah, it's basically like, um, it's like going through slavery. It's basically deconstructing slavery as a concept. And at, and the effects of it for a whole so album. that's the best that's the best I've heard anybody explain it. I heard him like pretending to be animals and stuff and like it, there it goes some places. I'll say that yeah, like that's it, what I'm saying. it, it takes of, you to some weird places, but at the same time, like I feel like it's all cohesive and it it all he does a very good job of bringing it all together. Anyway, that's my you already know that's my nigga. Lupe, my nigga though. But see, like, listening to music growing up, if if I'm a fan of you, like I like Lupe. But back in the like, I feel some bullshit. No, no, no I'm saying back when you used to cop music, like you used to have to go get a CD mm-hmm. or really download it. My first CD ever, by the way. Yeah, to download it, burn yeah. it, listen to it. So you're committed to that, like yeah, no. Even if it's bad, you have to hear it out a few times and be like, yeah, I really can't mess with because I bought it. 
the moment Lupe gets to talking about being a cow, I'm not. I'm going to something else, dog. Like I'm not finna. And that's how I am with music. Like I really don't be giving stuff the chance that it should get. Oh lord. Because I mean, it's hard to though. In 2018, it's hard to. Because it's so easy for me to go search for something else. No, that's the thing. Like there's so much music yeah. that you can't just. If somebody's not coming out the gate swinging, somebody else is. So it's hard to move on. But I, I've been a Lupe stand since 2008. I can't quit it now. Yeah, a, I mean, I'm sure that's a lonely hour. I'm, I'm, it's really not. He's got a <laughs> lot. Of, he's got a lot of fans. Even now, bro. Like even just in our friend group, we got John and Pangay. Pangay is not no Lupe stand. He's not a stand, but he's John a fan. Ain't no, you're the bruh, only Lupe the, stand, bro. Me and John literally went to a Lupe concert together in Nashville. That doesn't make him a stand. He, so you he understand? Knew every song I knew. You understand that you earlier in this very episode you complimented me on just knowing a ton of people. Yeah, you're the Lupe stand that I know, <laughs> like the only one in 2018. John just isn't as vocal. I see you, John. If you're listening, like we, we out John. here. <laughs> All right, Okita. If you're staying good for you, bro, I don't think you are. Who do you have as uh, your number one? You, we oh, already. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Nah. His name is is it Andre Hawkins? Basically. You, if you've seen Straight Outta Compton, Dr. Dre, Straight Outta Compton. Anybody who knows him knows that's Bruh, spot like, on. It's that's crazy. So, it's so funny because when people, when that movie first dropped, I was like, people were coming up to me in the street, people I'd never met before, and be like, oh my God, bro, you look just like Dr. Dre. <laughs> off the street. I was like, shut up. You know, fucking Jay's and ass talk. And uh, every time I walk in the arc to hoop, he would be like, hey, yo, Dre, I got something, breath. Corny as shit. As hell. I mean, <laughs> The whole time I was watching, I was like, "Something swear he hard." Like, it's <laughs> not tough, but I mean, it, I mean, it is crazy. Like, spot on. Yeah, because I literally, had... I walked, I walked in straight out of Compton. I sat down right before the the movie actually started for real, and then it started. You know, the first scene is Dr. Dre listening to some music, and I was like, "Yeah, I see it. Okay, I'll shut up. That's that's me." The only celebrity somebody's ever said I looked alike, and I was like, oh, wow, I kind of see it, was uh, Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson. He's not popping at all. He was like the third-string quarterback for Ohio State. After everybody got hurt, he got to start in a championship. I think they won the championship. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I mean. that Was was that when, uh, what's it, the nigga who was the wide, converted to wide receiver, and then the he other. He got hurt, and oh, then somebody else got hurt. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Cordell Patterson got to play. And so I was like, oh, I guess. But, I mean, that's the only person I've ever even, like, been like, eh, I guess, whatever. But uh, for my top five, okay, let's I got, uh, and this isn't in any particular order, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, which is um, Paperboy from okay. Atlanta. Okay, I don't really feel like we look alike, but, but multiple people have been, like, his temperament on bruh, there. Like, when I get annoyed. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so strange. I didn't, I didn't see it until you said it. But then as soon as she's like, oh, it's Paperboy, bruh, that's especially when he gets annoyed. Most, I don't feel like I'd be tripping like that, but people Nigger. say that when I get annoyed, Nigger. that's exactly why I act like. <laughs> and so, whatever. And then, uh, you, um, on last episode, the conversation was Winston Duke, who's in Baku. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that. I, I could let that, I could let that rock. I, I, I agree. That's, uh, I, that's an okay one. And this one, I don't know how I feel about this, but it was somebody I mentioned last week as well. But Keenan Thompson, I, I think I'll let him play me. I wouldn't be really? tripping. I mean, it wouldn't. So Keenan Thompson could play me in a movie not about me. 
Like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> if he, if I'm like, it's a, not an, it's yeah. not a biography. Yeah, or yeah, nothing yeah. Like yeah. That. If we it's just... like, if it's about some of my friends or one of my friends or something, and you know, I have a small, you know, place in the story. Keenan can play me. Okay. Yeah. I, I can fuck with that. And then what sparked this whole conversation was Aretha Franklin apparently wanted Halle Berry to play her. <laughs> <laughs> and so you lying. I swear that was I mean, I don't know this. Raven was just telling me. But if Raven said it, I'm assuming it's true. Yeah, I, I mean I, I didn't, she, I didn't, she on her shit. Yeah, I didn't mean Shout to say Raven. that to say that it wasn't. I just know I yeah. had never heard that before. It caught Same. me off guard. I, I was today years old. <laughs> but um so if I have one actor who like we mm-hmm. don't resemble at all, but they're just a great actor and I know they could pull it off, yeah. I would go with Jamie Foxx. Like, okay. I mean, there's no similarities, but I'm he'd confident. make it work. Yeah, exactly. He's That's, just that bad. was me with Chadwick, so I I'll I'll forgive it. And then for some reason, like I just I don't know why, but I I feel like if I ever had a movie about myself, it's gotta start with me as an old man telling somebody about something and then it flashes back. Like I just feel like that's how it would start if if I had a hand in it. Mm-hmm. And so the person I would want to play me as an old man is Frankie Faison. Mm-hmm. And nobody, explain to the listener who that is. Nobody knows him by name. Yeah, like, no, I was struggling I, to figure out his name. But everybody knows him when you see him. He was the landlord in um Coming to America. He was Pops. Uh, well, he was the deputy commissioner in uh, The Wire too, and then oh. he was, yeah, and then he was the pops on uh, Luke Cage more recently. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just want everybody to know that Blake was really sitting here struggling. I was struggling. To I was find not going to start recording until I figured out what his name, what his name was. I was not going to start recording until I figured out thirty name. actual minutes, bro. Hey, I got it. <laughs> but yeah, that rounds out my top five. I'm okay with your top five. Yeah, I mean, I feel. <laughs> what I like, I feel like you gonna have you have it kind of easy because you know people are just gonna accept yours. They might look you up and be like, "Yeah, I already know what my top five people are gonna send me who they feel like I should have said." And I just, I mean, it's gonna get bad. I tried to ask my friends for help earlier, and I mean, that, I don't want to talk I'm about. Sure that was really yeah, I don't want to talk about the recommendations. Um, are we moving on? Yeah, yeah we're just gonna hop Let's right into go. it. So I mean, the first topic, if you're talking about NBA right now, Bruh. you have to. You have to start with Jimmy Butler. Oh, my God. And so, for the listeners, I mean, I know we have some listeners who aren't familiar in United Sports, but this is the topic that you would enjoy. Jimmy Butler, um, he plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's for an now. all-star. <laughs> he's an all-star player, um, probably the best player on his team. And uh, he's surrounded with two other young stars who are pretty good and just a pretty good overall team. But he came out and voiced that he wanted to trade. And the team was like, you know, we're in a good position. We're gonna, we think we can win with them. We're not gonna trade them. So, in the first day, he he didn't come to media day. He was giving them time, like you know, trade me. And they still didn't. So he said, okay. <laughs> he came into practice, and when he came into practice, he was just like, you know, you bitch ass niggas. <laughs> I told you to trade me. You didn't want to trade me. So I'm, first off, first he picked the worst players on the roster, paired up with them, and played who was supposed to be the other better players on the team. The starters, yeah. The starters, and waxed them. He he berated the other two stars, the coach, the executives. The G, he told the GM, you need me. He told everybody you need me. Now, the, I will say the one inconsistency is he he wanted to be traded. Now he, then he wanted more money, apparently, and somewhere in there. And now he's saying that, like, he wants to play for them. 
He like I watched the uh, the ESPN interview he had with Rachel Nichols. It was all over the place. Yeah, it, it a little bit, but he to me he doesn't seem like the type of person who really cares about the money all that much. Like I feel like if you give Jimmy like a max contract or something around that, and you have a team that can kind of compete that he feels like is going somewhere, he'll be fine. I feel like he's not the type of player that like money is the only thing that matters, but I think it matters when you know that you compete harder than the other oh, two stars absolutely. who make more money that, than you. Yeah, no, that that's I was about to say that's definitely bugging him because like to me, whenever you're talking about somebody having a disagreement or somebody, you know, saying something that people didn't like, the first thing I always think of is, did they lie though? And he said Cat is the most talented player on the team. He said the most the most athletically gifted player on the team was Wiggins, but he works harder than everybody. Facts. And I was about to say, like, that's anybody who knows, who watches basketball. You we, don't really have an argument There's against really that. no argument at all because Wiggins is like this. He's 6'9", he's so athletic, and he's so – when you watch him, like, his highlights, they, like, pop off the screen because he's just in a league full of athletes. He, he is, like, upper-tier athleticism, right? And – Cat is, like, this super, super skilled big, like, probably maybe the most skilled offensive big in the league, man. And he, his skill pops off the page. And then you look at this team when those two are leading the team, and it's like, why aren't y'all winning games? <laughs> and, no, like, because I remember Jimmy gave them a chance last year to, like, kind of he was working his way into he wasn't really the number one option for the first like 20 games they went 8 and 12 and then Jimmy yeah. was basically like he's it. like fuck that basically like fuck this I'm the best player on this team get on my back and they started winning and then he got hurt and it gave Wiggins and Cat another chance to you know kind of show him step up a little bit see if they could win more, a few more games and nope didn't work Cat showed me he was soft as Sherman when he let uh, soft as Sherman when he let uh, PJ Tucker like punk, punk him. him. I'm like, why is PJ Tucker like stopping you from I'll, scoring in the post? I'll give him a pass if only because it's his first playoff exp- uh, experience. I like mean, I always when it, whenever we're talking about like star, like I feel like the playoffs when we're talking about players' reputations is such like a weird thing because Cat only played five games in the playoffs. He played. We've seen him play 200 regular season games, and I feel like that's more who he is. But in the playoffs, teams have a chance to game plan for you a little more and take advantage of your weaknesses a little more. And he's only, what, third year in the league? I, I mean, I feel you. He's still mm. the soft thing. I'm not disagreeing. You got to show it. I mean, you got to show him to me. Well, the playoffs to me, you show him this is what matters. This is what we this is what you're working on during the That's summer. Real. This is what you plan these 82 games for. That's real. You can't get to the time that matters unless somebody four or five inches shorter than you stop you from laying the ball up like at the end of the day you gotta have some heart like and he, i mean and that's honestly i i if i'm a timberwolves fan or i'm working for the timberwolves i i'm probably not super happy with what jimmy butler's doing but at the same time i i need to see more from cat and wiggins and not in the sense of like talent or scoring necessarily i just y'all gotta want it more because your franchise we're paying you to be the franchise you right. feel me like 
So, man, you know Jimmy Butler turned up practice because they canceled it the next day. <laughs> That's when you know he really went. First off, it was all in the media, and like I've never seen that. Bruh. I've seen videos, like actual videos of Kobe berating. Yeah, 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 with Nick Young. I mean, more than once. Uh, but Sasha, Sasha, Vujic, yeah, 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 I know Nick what you're Young, talking about. Um, I've seen him go in on multiple players, and I've ne- I've never seen it like pop like this. I've never seen an interview following it, and I mean, some of that might be Jimmy and this, his representation letting it happen. Ass, that ass left practice before it was over. He go, came late, like he came late and left early to go do an interview that, and cussed them out during the <laughs> the entire time. That's the wildest shit. I mean, hey, my nigger. <laughs> I mean, you know, I fuck with Jimmy Butler harder than I ever have before. For I've never record. seen anything like that. Like, I'm still. <laughs> I'm still kind of in shock about it, and I'm just I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm just like I'm so happy the NBA is back. Like, Bruh, NBA offseason is, season is undefeated. Nobody NBA. can tell me NBA in, in general, but the offseason, bro, I mean, it's like if a, you just, it's like reality TV. If you just I mean just in general, if you compare the NBA to like the other major sports, so you got the NFL and MLB. The NFL, I mean, it just pisses. Yeah. If you're black, it's you're gonna be irritated every week with something, and then the yeah. MLB. I nope. mean, they're chilling. They we, chill, so we chill. Like, they don't be they don't be stressed. Like, they don't be caring at all. They be, it's just hanging out with the boys. No, that ass. I mean, you can't like. It sounds bad, but you can't be that competitive of like in that sport. You pay. They play like four hundred games. Do you know like it's one hundred sixty-two? But that's you know. like four hundred, bro. One hundred and sixty-two games. That's ridiculous. It, it really is. Plus, plus, again. like, um, with baseball too. Like, even you know, you we have guys in basketball that we we uplift because of their competitiveness. You know, like MJ, Kobe, or like more recently maybe a Jimmy or Russell Westbrook. Guys like that in baseball. If you do too much shit talking, you're getting a 90 mile per hour fastball headed to your head. Now I do like Yasel Puig. Like I don't actually like I, him, but he's entertaining, and that's a, more than what I can thing, say for like, baseball. Normally, I'll say I'll say this about baseball because we're we're a little off topic, but bro, if baseball actually tried to market their marketable stars, they'd be in a much better place. Market Mookie. That's the only person I want to see. Shout out like, to Mookie. Yeah, no, shout out Mookie. Tennessee, we out here. Yeah, other than that, y'all can keep everybody Not, except no, Mookie really, and like, they're so like. Like between, I don't know anything about baseball, right? But I know, I know that Bryce Harper is a thing. I know Mike Trout, and it's like they kind of market, but like Mike Trout could literally walk into any mall in America, and eighty percent of the people aren't going to notice him. He's the best player in baseball. I've seen it with Mookie. Like, I mean, I've seen, I've seen him be places, and nobody just and even. He's, he's like one of the best players in the entire That's league. Cool. Yes. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine like Giannis walking into a mall and niggas not knowing who he is. Having no clue. Like but I guess it's different because, I mean, he's a normal-sized person. That's real. But yeah. even then, like, like it's it, you should – your players, your stars are what's going to carry your they league. They should like, be stars. Yeah, like Steph Curry can't go anywhere in on earth and niggas don't know he's Steph Curry. Yeah, that's true. Like, even, even guys like um, – even like memeable guy like JaVel McGee can damn near not go anywhere and niggas not know he's, he's seven McGee. three. Yes, that's true. I mean. That's true. I, I, that helps, but at the same time, like we know him not because he's seven three, but just because we know of JaVel the McGee. entertainment factor. Yeah, of you know what I'm saying. Like like Draymond or guy, guys that aren't in that top five yeah. of best players in the league, but we know them, right? And the MLB doesn't do that. But yeah, no, I'm like you said. I'm a huge NBA fan. I'm a huge basketball fan in general, but I love me some NBA. So I'm I'm happy as back and breath. That Jimmy Butler shit, 
please understand I was so unproductive at work that day, dog. Like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's the perfect like so preseason been, has been going on, but that's the perfect like prequel to the season. I love it because I mean LeBron just moved, so I mean it's just about to be a very entertaining season. I can't wait. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end that Jimmy Butler conversation and just go I into love something you, Jimmy. a little more. Um, I guess entertaining. <laughs> Boy, I was on the timeline and uh, I saw a picture. I mean, I see Brittany Renner naked or half naked all the time because it's just how that, she, that's her natural. Yeah, that's just yeah, how she I appears. That's her normal attire. But it was on the cover of a book, and I remember um, for those of you who are familiar with Brittany Renner, who's an Instagram model. I don't even. I guess an author as well now and whatever else Hell she does. Nah. I know she used to play soccer. Where we nobody knows that she did like that was I, her I thing. I believe at first. you. I believe you, but nobody knows. So that. she was like soccer bay. That was like her thing at one point. Really? Yeah, yeah. She was like a, a I want to say a college athlete. Really? Yeah. But um, apparently she's writing a book, and <laughs> I mean, I saw the book cover. She's half naked. Uh, yeah, half naked. No, actually full naked. She's just not showing anything. Right. And so I, I was. I mean, I was like, what is this? And then I forgot that she did announce that earlier when she broke the internet when she was, like, with Tiana Trump. For those of you who don't know who Tiana Trump is, I'm choosing not to go into that conversation. Can I? I'm no, I mean, you can do whatever you want. She is a porn star. That's fine. Um, so, I mean, they made an appearance, and everybody assumed, like, wait, Britney's finally just accepting, you know, <laughs> you know, just taking that next step in her career. And so the, that's it, such a nice. I appreciate you. That's such a nice way to say that. I mean, no, everybody. I think everybody saw it and was like, "Oh, she's really about to take this next step." The and then everybody realized, wild. "Oh no, this is really just a a little promotional stunt so she can announce her book." <laughs> and I mean, I think I did what everybody else did. As soon as they found that out, as soon as they found out where that was going, as far as it just being for a book, you know, we just said, "Okay, this doesn't matter anymore," and moved on. So Same. so time has passed and now I guess it's the actual book has been released. <laughs> and so I saw it on my timeline and I clicked it and I mean thousands of retweets and uh likes. I'm like, wait. They know this in Instagram, like you don't have to like really support this. Y'all really want her book. I I don't think that's real. I mean, it was a lot I mean, I, it was a lot of love in there for her. And I mean that's good for her. You never want to hate on anybody. Yeah, no, we not hating. I'm just okay. Let me let me put it like this, and I say this to not I'm not trying like you said I'm not trying to shit on her at all, but are we really going to pretend like niggas are really trying to hear a book like if it's maybe I could see if it's in the vein of like a you remember Superhead when Superhead's book came out and it was basically just celebrity gossip if it's in that vein I could see people being excited. So for I'm it. I'm pretty sure it's a similar uh, format. Oh and, really? Yeah and. These weren't, when I said it was love, it wasn't people just, you know, shooting their, it wasn't just guys shooting their shots. It was like people were screenshotting where they had purchased it on Amazon. Really? So that's what led me to tweet, I can't believe people are really waiting for this. And so I got a lot of feedback and information for people. And one of the most informative conversations I had was uh, the homie Jay Woods, who was featured on the first episode. Shout was, out Woods. He was saying, like, first off, her book is a hundred and something pages. Like, it's not big. Okay. Then it's $20. Do you know I've paid for some of the greatest pieces of literature in, like, <laughs> ever? And I've paid, like, $15 for yeah. it? I'm not pay Who was paying $20 for Brittany Renner's book? I, Doug, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I, if 
Brittany Renner's book was free, I might not even look at it. So 20- I mean, I read an excerpt, and the excerpt was just detailing her telling the story about how she slept with three guys in one day. And I was like, yeah, this isn't this isn't for me. Like I'm not I'm not dedicating my time to, to read this. And I was just like, this is trash. I, I would agree with that statement. And it's not on the docket, but I mean, since we're just talking about books that it seem to be out of this world, um apparently Oh boy. On Facebook, and I was just told about this. I haven't looked into it at all. I haven't even read it, but apparently all, almost an entire book is on Facebook. Um where a girl who was intimate or I don't even know what you consider it, like I guess a relationship with R. Kelly for oh, several years. Lord. She wanted to put out a book and I'm assuming it got stopped by R. Kelly's people and his team. No. And so that she just put it out. I would read. I mean I would absolutely read that. It seems crazy. I it mean, is crazy. It, I which is why I would I'll read take it. that back. It doesn't seem crazy. It seems like just one of those people you're like, what else do they have to do like at this point? Why is there still such a following? Like, why are we still shocked? It About just seemed, R. Kelly? Yeah, I mean, I mean, apparently it's doing, like, it's going crazy on Facebook. So people are really <laughs> into it. I'm just like, we knew all of this. I love how we talk about Facebook. Like, it's like a different country or something. I, I know nothing about what's going on Facebook. You know why I don't know anything about what's going on Facebook? Every time I talk to my mom, she tells me about stuff she's seeing on Facebook, and I just feel like, that means I'm not supposed to be there. <laughs> like no, I, treat the, I treat the internet as if every other part of the internet is the kids' table, and then the grown-up table is Facebook. And I just let my mom and them have it. Like you know what? That's a really good way to put it because it, it's a real family reunion, adult table vibe in Facebook. Dog. Yeah, outside of like birthdays and like holidays, holidays, and weddings. It's a wrap. I'm not on there. Yeah. I feel you. I hope you're not. I, now, if you're trying to communicate with me on that Facebook Messenger, I don't even click that. We're both African, I'm though, so we, are, we already know what that is. I have a lot of African uh, relatives who try me on Facebook, but if they're if they the real, they're going to hit me up on WhatsApp. Oh, I was going to say WhatsApp, yeah, but I they, didn't know. If, do niggas know what WhatsApp is? Outside the of like, Africans do. Okay, I was about to say, outside of because Af- we know what WhatsApp is. But like, I don't think it's just Africans, but I know really? for sure every African yeah, no, knows what my, WhatsApp is. My, yeah, nah, that's WhatsApp be going crazy. Definitely. <laughs> but uh, we're going to hop back into the NBA stuff, but I'm going to try and do it quickly. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do your rapid, just going to try and do rapid fire. And I, I, I'm gonna try not to stop you unless you say something crazy, which oh, I know is gonna happen. Probably, <laughs> but rapid fire awards. I'm gonna give them to you. You give me who you got, and I'll respond with who I have. Most improved, Jamal Murray for the Denver Nuggets. I got Torian Prince from the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, that's a good pick. I yeah. like him a lot, but I feel like Murray's gonna have. I only think because they like winning with the awards, and I feel like Denver's actually gonna break through because the last two years. The year before last year, with uh, Westbrook knocked them out with that three he hit. And then last year, they were, if they had won their last game against the Timberwolves, they get into the A seed and they lose that game. So mm-hmm. I think Paul Millsap's healthy. They they paid Will Barton. They got their same core together. Jokic is about to have a great season. I feel like Jamal Murray and Gary Harris are probably the most underrated backcourt in the NBA, but they are talented. I've I love the Nuggets. I don't think they're they're gonna win or compete or anything, but they're gonna they're gonna be fun as hell to watch. And I feel like Murray in that offense with 
cutting and how well he shoots the ball off the dribble and Jokic finding him for easy looks, he's going to have a great, great year. They have IT coming off the bench, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, too. Bro, they're going to be so fun to watch. I really only picked Torrey and Prince because the Hawks are going to be fucking terrible. And he, somebody got to take somebody the shots. Somebody's got to shoot. And I've, he had a great end of his season last year. He was looking like an all-star damn near. I just like him for his... Um, he had an interview, and yeah. I said... I <laughs> the said, rebound interview? Yeah, I said rapid fire and wished on the first person. Hey. But... um. He he was just mad because he had lost in the NCAA tournament, and the reporter was just asking him stupid <laughs> questions. They were like, "How did the other team uh, out rebound you?" <laughs> he said, "Well, a rebound is when somebody shoots and they miss, and so like when you catch the ball, that's a rebound." And they had more of them than us, so that's how they did that. Next question, and I was like, "Yeah, I like him." And so I've been watching him ever since then, and he's been hooping. He's been hooping in. Um, I mean, they're terrible. They're awful. Probably the worst team in the NBA. But I did see. Did you see uh, Trey Young hit that game winner? From, yeah, from yeah. the Brad. I, the Hawks are actually going to be fun as hell to watch. They're not going to win games. What's, what's messed up is we're in such an awkward place where we're not close enough to Memphis. Not that they're good, or anywhere else. So we have to go watch the Hawks if you want to see an NBA game. True. And I mean. They're just gonna be getting blasted every night. I I definitely buying the tickets to see the Vince Thunder Carter, and, and Vince Carter had the audacity to go and sign with them for like his like last year. He, he didn't want a ring chase. He, I mean, it's not ring chasing. He's he's trying to be in Magic City and stuff. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> that can be the only reason. Like, what other reason would? Why would he? Why would he do that? Like. I don't know. I think it's so that he can live the Atlanta lifestyle. Like what, he's just gonna be out the, here wilding. Uh, the uh, the reason he gave because people were asking like why not go try and sign with the Warriors or the Rockets or a team that really has a chance of winning because you know he's for those who aren't familiar with the NBA. Doc, Vince he's Carter, fifty. He's forty one. Whatever. But he's like seventy in basketball years. He's been around a long time and he's he's been one of the league's best players. He's got a gold medal. You know, like he's. Vince Carter's had a great, great career, but he doesn't have a ring. And so what his cousin T-Mac did in 2013 was try to sign with the Spurs and get a ring with a team that, you know, was bound for the final. To yeah. Compete. yeah, yeah. so he wasn't going to play that much, but, you know, he, he'll he get that ring if they win it. And it didn't work out for T-Mac, and Vince Carter had the opportunity to do that, and he didn't because he said he wanted to try to mentor young players. I mean, that's stupid. If, if, <laughs> if you've been in the league 20 years and you don't have anything else to achieve but win a championship and you go and choose the opposite of a contender that's the, retarded. The literal worst team in the NBA probably. But anyway, I'm going to move on okay. since we've been on that too long. Who do you have for six man? Um, I think Lou Williams and Eric Gordon are going to be in contention, but I think the actual winner is going to be Dennis Schroeder. I mean, I didn't pick – oh, well, I know why you said that. But I didn't pick anybody based on any actual thought or like – you know, real logic. I just went with my feelings. And Melo's going to be sixth man of the year. Uh, I'm speaking I, into existence. He, Shout out is to he Mello. coming off the bench? Either way, he's probably going to end up on the bench. So sixth man of the year is where uh, I'm going. PJ Tucker has been hurt this preseason. So, he, yeah, he might come off the bench. Melo said he's willing to do whatever he needs to I, for this team I to picked win. Dennis Schroeder if only because, like, he's going to have that offense. When the biggest thing that the Thunder have sucked at for, like, the past, like, four, even when KD was there, the past, like, four or five years since they traded Reggie Jackson, was they are terrible, like, absolutely terrible when Russell Westbrook is not on the floor. So if Dennis Schroeder just comes in and averages, like, a decent efficiency 15 and, like, seven or eight, he's going to win that award, to me anyways. That makes sense. Who Thunder do you up. have? Who do you have for rookie <laughs> of the year? Luka Doncic. 
I he's the favorite for yeah, it. No, yeah, no, I I if you've I watched him play before I even knew he was a thing. I watched him OKC had a game against um against him when he was sixteen years old. And you know, that team wasn't like an all star team, but Victor Oladipo, you know, West Russell Westbrook, Steven Adams, and his cancer, they had all those NBA talent guys there. And Luka Doncic was not dominating, but he was holding his own as a 16-year-old. Yes. So he and and the team he's on right now, the Mavericks are not a good basketball team. Why aren't they a good team? They're squatted. Like they no, that's what I'm saying. The last few years, like uh, I mean, like they they have they're not a good basketball team, but they are not a hard. They're not an easy out. Like they're gonna play hard. They're gonna play smart. And now they have talent to match. They got Harrison Barnes still. Wesley Matthews, Dirk is oldest shit, but DeAndre still, Jordan. still efficient. They got DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. had a great rookie year. And Doncic with, I love smart basketball players on smart basketball teams. Yeah. And Rick Carlisle is one of the best coaches in basketball, and he consistently has that team overplaying what their expectations should be. And he, Doncic is probably the smartest player in the draft. It's probably between him and Trey Young, but I'd get, probably give it to Doncic. And I, I feel like they're going to, even if they don't make the playoffs, I feel like Don is going to have a great, great year. Uh, we're doing terrible at rapid fire, but Rick Carlisle is an overrated coach to me. Really? Yes. He just gets the benefit of the doubt. Why? Because he gets to stay there. He's not, he's like, he's one, him, Pop, Spolstra, maybe that's it. Everywhere else, like, you are on the hot seat, you know, nah. every couple years. You can't have bad years at most teams. I mean, but, he's in a situation where if they suck, it's fine. But they're constantly – Rick Carla – okay, even when they were in the playoffs last week, when Rondo was on there the year – like that year that Rondo was on there and the year before that, they were in the playoffs, right? That team should not have been in the playoffs. Mm, off, off talent alone, they should not have they been They weren't the that terrible. They, Bruh, I mean, they weren't that far removed from their championship team. You have guys on there that are starting who are no longer in the NBA now. Two years ago. From age, not from, like, talent. Yeah, but that age matters. Age, if you can't play at 40, you can't play at 40. Rick Carlisle has been able to establish a system and, and, he and runs change a great it system. and not have that pressure. You can do if you do. The if pressure matters. I hear you on if that. If you're a pretty good coach in the NBA and you get the chance to do that, you can. But I'm going to move on because I've been lying to people telling them we were going to do this fast. Fuck rapid fire. Nigga. Or do this quickly. <laughs> um, did I say my rookie of the year? No, you didn't. Hit me. I got Harry Giles from um Ooh, from the Kings. That's I think a good he's pick, gonna turn up. Because he didn't play last year at all, did he? Yeah, I think he's gonna turn up. But they got too many bigs. I mean, he's gonna stand up apart. Like they got a lot of bigs though. You're making me do this. So uh <laughs> Bagley can't play the five. Collie Stein isn't that skilled. Ooh, what? Collie Stein? Collie's bro, Collie Stein. Every single, every single player for, who has ever played for John Cal- Calipari is more talented than we saw in college. I don't know if you've – have you – how much have you watched of him in the a NBA? A lot. He's not that in skilled. In the NBA? He's not that skilled. He – okay, that's fair. Like, stand away from the rim, Good, pass. Though. Good, though. He it's, can move his feet. He can, he's athletic. He's a, he's a solid center. But, okay. But – so my point but was, but he's going to eat up minutes though. If he's those, a solid center, out of those big men, Harry Giles is the only one that can play the four and the five for them and be okay. productive. You don't lose That's anything fair. at either position. That's fair. I, I see you on that one. And I, I think, like that pick. And I think he's going to turn up. Let's go, Duke. Um, we out here. Defensive player of the year. Who you got? That's an interesting one because I don't. 
I you've think never Ru- done that before. No, I think Rudy Gobert is gonna win it again. But like he he has weird like he's healthy until he's not. Like he'll play like 80, 75, 80 games, uh, some seasons. Then some he's in like the fifty range. And and him and probably Embiid are probably I my you already know who my pick was gonna be, but he's hurt. No, I don't. You you do. Russ? No, come on, bro. Same team though. Oh, Stephen Adams? No. Oh, Robertson. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, Ro- Andre Robertson was probably going to be if he had had the chance to be healthy coming into the season, I probably would have picked him. If he's only because not win he's not at all. He's not going to be healthy until January. He probably. wasn't going to win it regardless. He was uh, going to be in the top three no, last I'm, year. It's so. For those of for those of you who don't know, me and Blake are basically on the complete opposite sides of the Andre Robertson fan. He's club. gonna be like the opposite of that Drake line. He's gonna be top five, and he is five. Like <laughs> he was not he was not gonna win that award. Like he was, he was gonna be like every other year where they're like, yeah, he's a great defender. He and was a more he was a more impactful defender than either Anthony Davis or Joel, Joel Embiid. Well, I last year, agree. who but were moving, both top three. Moving forward, my you, defensive player of the year is Kawhi. Really? I mean, he's in the East, which is fucking That's terrible. That's a great point. Like, I mean, ha- over half the year, there's like what one good small forward in NBA. I yeah, mean, he's, he's going to be locking so, up. So, oh, Boston. But I mean, but yeah, no, like yeah. He, that. Him in the East, and they're going to be a really good defensive team because Danny Green, OG Ananobi, Kyle Lowry, yeah, Siakam, I mean, Ibaka. They got a nice defensive squad yeah, too. He's going to destroy. Kawhi them. is going to turn up in Toronto, bro. I don't know where he's going next year, but I think Toronto is a great, great place for him, man. I hope he stays. So, who do you have for MVP? MVP. I think. I think Kawhi is going to get it. I think this is finally Kawhi's year because if you look at the Raptors and what they were able to do last year, DeRozan is basically diet Kawhi. He's Kawhi, but worse at everything. He's 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 a great player. He's a great player. Diet Kawhi, but he's he's just Kawhi, but he's worse at everything outside of maybe passing. Kawhi is a worse passer than DeRozan, but everything else goes to Kawhi. And you have you have the East. I was the Celtics to me are the clearly the best team in the East, but they have three All Stars with Horford. Hayward and Kyrie and then Brown and Tatum are both all-star caliber players and you look at the Raptors roster which they won 59 games last year and they got better over the like objectively better over the offseason with adding Kawhi and then people don't talk about it but Danny Green is a great pickup for them man yeah three and D I mean it's a great pickup for any team yeah no because he's he's the perfect role player because he knows exactly what his role is and he plays it so I think the Raptors are going to have a great year. I don't know if they win 60 games, but they're going to be in that 55 to 60 range, I think. And the if you look at all around the league, right, at all the other candidates, right, they're either going to be in a position where they're not probably not going to win enough games or they're going to win enough games, but there's another MVP candidate on the roster. Yeah, I see that. And so I, I have Kawhi as well. The only other person I was really considering was LeBron, but we don't give LeBron MVP, so it doesn't matter. No, that's the thing. Like, can can we do we have time for my hot take about the Lakers? No, let's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we did just watch. Speaking of LeBron, we did just watch LeBron's um, the shop on HBO. What did you think? I love the show. For yeah. the record, like that's it's it's really like an inside look into their lives as people, and I wasn't expecting that. Like I, I really enjoyed it. I do too, and I, I like, I like Mav Carter more than I like expected to. I didn't know anything about him, but I still like him a lot, especially because he, uh, 
He's like the mediator for that show. Well, he's definitely the mediator for that show, but he's that person who doesn't have that... Uh, he doesn't have that... You can tell he's not famous. Okay. So with famous real. people, with famous people, with LeBron and Drake who was on there, you, you see that stub, that stumble. Mm-hmm. Like that, that... When they speak, there's just that... Watch what you say. Yeah, the, every time they speak. And Maverick Carter's like, I know everybody's business. Talk. Like, say this shit. And he really pulls, I think, the, the best out of them. Even if it even if it was something they wanted to talk about, I feel like Maverick does a good job making them feel comfortable enough to just go ahead and do it. Yeah, I, I really liked the the cast they had. Because, like I, like I said, I'm a big basketball head. And they had um, Victor Oladipo, Ben Simmons... Mo Bamba and Ella Donna 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 Del Donna Del Donna yeah she who plays it's, in WNBA yeah I think it's Del Don yeah Del Don yeah I think. is that a not okay my bad Del Don but yeah no they so they a uh, different perspectives just from career wise because they're all in different Del Don is in a different league completely and then the other three are all in different places in their careers so it's just interesting plus. The one thing I've always respected about LeBron, you know, even since he's gotten the league, it's just, like, he's been himself. And that's the biggest advantage he has over a guy like Kobe or Jordan as far as marketability. 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 Thank you. (laughs) As far as that goes, just because um, he's so... He's LeBron is probably he's the best player in the NBA. He's maybe the best player ever. But it feels like you could you could just have a conversation with LeBron. Like it feels whenever you hear him talk in interviews, whenever you're just listening to him on this show or in any other show he's been on, it just feels like a real ass person. Like whatever he's saying is really what he feels at the time. So it's like I've always I've always respected that about him because there's a part of like a certain amount of, like, media fakeness that he just doesn't show. He's not, like, rust with it where he's, like, rude to the media or whatever, but he's he's himself, and he's himself, and if you don't like it, that's really on you. And in this format of the show, in the format of the show where it's just, like, just everybody just kind of talks about their experiences or whatnot, he works really well with that. I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect, like, I expected him to enjoy it, but I enjoyed it even more than I expected to. Yeah, I liked it, and I really liked the first episode, but what th- I mean, I guess I've seen the first episode, and this was the first one you've seen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was ready for all of that, and I think th- that was my reaction to the first episode. Mm-hmm. Drake is what blew me away. Oh, yeah, no, he was... Th- I didn't expect him to actually talk about all that I stuff. I didn't expect him to be that honest. Like, he was just super honest about... Like, about everything. And just open. I respect that. I, I, I get his Kanye gripe more. Like, I knew a lot of that. But I didn't know about, you know, a little, some of the details and inner workings yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, for those who didn't see, uh, LeBron's um, second episode of The Shop just premiered on HBO. It should be available um, on multiple platforms and for you to illegally stream somewhere <laughs> by the time you hear this. But, it, I mean, it was dope. You should check it out. Um, and Drake kind of details his back and forth with Pusha T and Kanye and everybody else and... It's interesting to see their relationship, too. I didn't know Drake and uh, LeBron had that kind of relationship. I didn't know Drake and Kanye were that cool, honestly. Well, I mean, I don't think they have been. I think that was the issue. They had had tried to be closer, but Drake had had seen some shit he didn't like, and he kind of mentions it. He saw some shit he didn't like, and he had distanced himself. 
And then Kanye was saying, hey, I want to be that person for you and put you in position. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's let's work. And so Drake, bit, uh, you know, he fed into it. And then he realized that, I mean, this shit wasn't making sense. And he was just going to fall back. But then, I mean, he just was kind of blindsided and attacked. And from there, you know, shit just went left. But, I mean, I think I think just them sitting down and talking about it is something you never get to see. Like, I don't know if we've ever... I don't, I don't I know haven't. if we've ever seen like that in hip-hop before where they sit down and really explain to you what's going on and behind the scenes and why it was so messed up and why people... Because, I mean, he was definitely... Like he said, he was... I mean, I think if you follow it, you understand this by now, but he definitely understood what Pusha T was doing. Like, you're just trying to, you know put yourself on in a better light and make yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. more popping. He was more hurt by Kanye. Like, I showed you pictures of my son. Yeah, he didn't even really, which is, that that was my favorite part of the episode. That was I, chess. Bruh. That was chess. I, <laughs> he, that was, because he's removing him. He's like, I mean, okay. I can kind of diminish you by not even addressing you. Like, I get, history is written by the winners. That's a, um. That's real. Yeah, that's a lesson I was taught by my history teacher who didn't teach me any actual history. <laughs> Um, back in high school. Shout out to Mr. Kantz. But, um, yeah, history is written by the winners. And so even though he didn't necessarily win that battle, he's winning in life. Yeah. So I can control this narrative. That's fine. I lost. Okay. You you know, we've moved on, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I dropped Scorpion. Life is going to keep happening. (laughs) I think, and and I mean, I think he might have, you know, been doing a bit much. Because he was saying, like, the, he was listening to all the songs that weren't on the album. He was, like, saying that um, Pusha T and Kanye kind of inspired him to add a lot. I don't know what the fuck was on the album then. He said, Yeah, no, he said nonstop. He said nonstop went on the album. He said Mob Ties went on the album. March he 14th? Said, no, March 14th, March 14th was, on. was on it. He said, um, was what's the, 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 um, Kiki, do you love me? Oh, uh, um. In my feelings, he said. In my, my feelings. feelings wasn't on there, so I don't know what was gonna be on the album. Cause those are my favorite songs. Like, on yeah, the album. he was just naming all the best songs. And was like, yeah, none of that was on the album. So shout like, out Kanye and yeah, Pusha for we, bringing out the Drake, the I best swear. in Drake. Cause that would, I would have dropped the whole album. That shit would have been terrible. <laughs> those the only ones I listened to. Yeah, I don't know what we would have done. <laughs> no, I, I really, the one thing that I, cause I was talking to you about it early. Like, I've as as much as I still enjoy his music, as far as just a person and his interviews and whatnot, I've kind of cooled on Drake, like just because I don't know he, it's kind of like a fake, like I I see the persona basically, like it's a persona, it's a part he's playing almost, and I'll say this about his part in that whole LeBron the HBO show. That's the first time I've ever heard an interview from Drake and felt like I was actually hearing Drake. You feel me? I mean, who are the rappers that you believe? I don't believe none of these niggas. Like, I okay, whenever Jay. You I believe, believe Jay-Z? Yeah. Not ma- not early Jay, but I later Jay. 444 Jay? I mean, when he's saying I'm a fuck up and I'm rich, like that's <laughs> all. That, I believe that all the album is about is I like I'm a, a rich of, black I man. A rappers. I'm a rich black man in America. And I, I cheated on my wife. Okay, that's real. That's all the album's about. But I mean, like, my thing with Drake is he he his biggest advantage is he can be kind of all things to all people. Oh, he's racially ambiguous. Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? So it's like it's it, he does a great job of kind of playing his part in that role, if if that makes sense. And I don't. I don't say that to mean that he's just out here lying, 
but it's almost like he's playing a part like, oh, I'm just going to, I know people are kind of thinking I'm going to do this, so I'm going to do something different, but it's still on brand. You feel me? I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I think it's a stretch to say this about him, but uh, I feel like Drake is one of those people that people move the goalposts on because he's like, he's one of those people that's kind of transcended hip-hop in the sense that he's... you right on that. He's one of the few people who's ever really talked about how he feels about it, and nobody ever really, like, gives him credit as being that person who kind of ushered in a wave of just really being able to talk about how you feel in I, relationships I and stuff like that as a rapper. That. Well, that's suicide and drugs. <laughs> that's different. I mean, just actually being sad because of a relationship or being, Fuck you know, jealous. Nigga. I hate that song. Same. But, I mean, I acknowledge the fact that he did that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets a hard time. But, I, I mean, most of these niggas is fake. Like, that, Yeah, that's real. Not, like, I, like, I'll say this. I'm as big a Drake music fan as I am and as much as I enjoy a lot of his music. I like Because every Drake album, you basically split it down the middle because there's bunch of songs I like and a bunch of songs I'm never going to listen to again. So, like, I still, like, those songs that I fuck with, though, are, I really fuck with, right? So I there's a lot of Drake songs that I, like, know by heart that I know a lot. Like, I, there's a lot of his music I fuck with, but it's, like, it almost, like, the it feels like he's playing a part sometimes almost. And this is the realest I've heard him. And I respect him because I didn't expect him to go into so much detail about it. Like, he's talking about his kid. He's talking about his relationship with his baby mom. He's talking about Kanye. He's talking about Pusha. He talks about everything. I well, didn't so, expect that. So what he's doing and what he's had to do because of the beef is mm -hmm. Drake's basically in the position of, of, you know, somebody who got caught cheating on his girl. Mm. And, I mean, <laughs> the best strategy, I mean, the best That's strategy real. with that every time, like, you know, you people inherently lie just because that's what, you know, you think people is going to be. Yeah. But the best strategy every time is to fall on the sword. Like, fall on the sword, fall on your truth, be honest, deal with it, and move forward. So that's what he's doing now. Like, he doesn't do media, so that's still super relevant for him media-wise. So as soon as he gets on a big platform, he's like, I'm falling on the sword. This is what happened. This is what did. I, I'm, I'm living in my truth. And then I can move on. You can't really say anything. You can't call me anything. I already told you I am that. You know what I'm saying? Like once the I Eminem from yeah. Once yeah, I once I miles. say exactly. Once I say what I am, what I mean, you gonna repeat me? Like, I mean, I guess. And I feel like he just did that, but I, I liked was, it though. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. One of the gems on there that is is you know I hope doesn't um, go undervalued or mm -hmm. overlooked was we finally got some type of insight into like what the fuck is going on with LeBron's hair. Uh, LeBron, for you, for those of you who haven't seen, LeBron detailed that his mom and the barber kind of they pulled a fast one. Yeah, they kind of pulled a fast one on him because I mean LeBron, and you see it a lot if you go back and look at you know pictures and stuff because he's been in the spotlight for so long. He had this like fro, but it just was never really full. It just he just had a you know a bad grade of hair. I mean, I said bad grade, a, a very thick grade of hair that just <laughs> seemed kind of unmanageable. And so I guess his mom and the barber can conspired against him and permed his hair. And, I mean, apparently it was bad. Like, he was explaining it sounded terrible. And, I mean, you know, I, I just think maybe the chemicals, you know, over the years, it, it had a harsher effect than he anticipated. And he was honest about that, too. That's They were very honest. He was saying, like, you know, I can't afford no more bad cuts. Like, you yep. push me back or something happened, I got to go, go bald. 
But how do you feel about the hair pieces? Have you seen like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I I want to hear your opinion first, because then I'm gonna get mine. Because I'm gonna come in with a hot take. So <laughs> I mean, Twitter is one of the most underappreciated resources in America. I love you, Black Twitter. And upon first seeing the hair piece. Mm-hmm glued onto somebody's head and like I mean just seeing it seeing the beard was wild too I just I mean I was very judgmental and I'm like I don't know why somebody would think this is acceptable like I would be insulted that somebody would walk around me for for months because it just doesn't get like that years with a giant get, you know piece of hair missing on top of their head <laughs> and then come to me with a full head of hair like, we have to address that immediately. Like, you have to explain yourself. Well, that was my original thought, at least. And then I saw somebody saying, like, you know, that's a real, you know, source of uh, insecurity for men. As mm-hmm. they get older and stuff, and, they, you know, they deserve the right to be able to do that. And, I mean, no, I don't really get that you should just shave your head off. But, I mean, in our battle against women, I just, you know... <laughs> I'm just going to support them in light of just the wig movement that's taking off with women right now. Protective styling, man. I feel it. Protective styling for a bald head is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you protecting against from, like, my, sun? My, I'm protecting, protecting my insecurities. I'm protecting my pride, you know, Would you do that? that? If I you, don't know. If your hair just starts going bad, to like, me, quick. Like, okay. So like, we, Trey Young. We were, oh, Lord. God. Somebody said what he looks like a lollipop that rolled around could, the you, imagine, could you imagine having hair issues like that in like 19 like, that's what i'm saying 18 like, really because my thing is right so with me personally you you see like i've been baby faced for the majority of our friendship but right. like now i got a little little you know what i'm saying a little bitty beard it's not a real beard yet but it's getting there you like, don't have a beard so it's it's coming it's right, coming man. guys all right you know what i'm saying so it's okay a, <laughs> You, you got. So, if you say you got a beard, you got if, a beard. You to know? the point where, if by the time my hair is still right now, like I grow, I'm growing it out, and by the time it actually starts to go, I'll probably have something resembling a full beard, or at least, at the very least, the ability to grow a goatee and a mustache. Right. So I would never do that because you just shave it. Yeah, all I off. would just like if it gets to the point where my shit is looking like LeBron, I'm shaving it. Like that's me, but. To me, I feel like the the beautiful part about living in the world in 2018 is that there are options available to you that would never have been a thing even 20 years ago. So if you have the money and you don't mind people that know you knowing about it and you just want hair again, go for it. I say go for it. You I would know how crazy I would you clown look. the <laughs> fuck out of somebody. Like if if Penge came around and I like he's bald right now, right? And if he came around with the new hairline and I know that shit fake, I'm on his ass. But this is but how you know, and I it. hate I hate to go. I hope he doesn't mind this. But <laughs> no, no, no. That's how you know. Like hair just really becomes an insecurity for men as they get older. Because I remember when Penge shaved his head, and I was like, "Why are you shaving your head?" Because he didn't like. It wasn't like he had some huge bald spot. He was like, bro, my line is terrible. And yeah. I was like, no, there's, there's nothing wrong with your line. Because he doesn't get chopped like that. He doesn't get chopped often. Yeah. So when he finally showed me, I was like, ooh. But I would have <laughs> never, but I would have never noticed. I promise you I would have never noticed. Because, like, I mean, but it's just something you look at, you just stare at it, and you think about it. <laughs> you look still laughing. I was being serious. I never noticed it. Like, I never. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, 
He was just he was kind of going in on himself a little bit. I'm not going roast him. Shout out to Pangay. Shout out Pangay. But I mean, I don't know. I just feel like if you're with LeBron's at where it's bad, I feel like you can do something. If you are bald, bald, and then you go with the full hairpiece, I feel like you're really creating more. Okay. Do you know any? Do you know? Do you follow like uh, like soccer, like football, yeah. or international football? Do you know Wayne Rooney for uh, England? Yeah. Yeah. You so you know he was he was worse than LeBron. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then he, he just, got the plug. Then he just popped up. So, but here's my question about LeBron. So I think it's been confirmed that LeBron got hair plugs, correct? I mean, I think so. I don't I'm, know if I'm it's been sure, confirmed. I'm but pretty sure it's been confirmed. You can like, look at his hair in, like, even 2009 and look at it now, and it's a different line. So, he did something. Well, here's what I don't understand. And maybe it's just for being on, a, like, a certain level of famous where it's just more cameras and more lights on you and everything. Mm-hmm. But I just can't understand with LeBron money how um, Safari and Tiger got better lines than him. Or better, you know what I'm saying? Like, how come there's... Worked out better than LeBron's. I, I want to say it's probably genetics. Like, the same way, you know, like, skin grafts work for some people better than others. And there's no real explanation for it between the person themselves or, you know, the graft itself or just anything like that. It's like, some people just respond better to those treatments. So it might be something like that. Because, like, even if you look at Safari now, it's not like you can still see, like, you know, his shit kind of... His was popping for a minute, and then it just got bad, yeah. uh, bad again. Or even Tiger, like you, like if it's one of those things where somebody pointed it out and we saw it, but before that it was like, you know, nah, like, I ain't gonna hold you. Tiger shit crispy now, still. Yeah, no, facts. So like his, for whatever reason, maybe genetics, maybe the person they went to, the the body just responded better to it. It's something like that. I don't know. There's really no real ass explanation though. God has really been working on me. <laughs> You know, no, he has because I'm not supposed to be kind of LeBron rich because I'm just would be so I would just be so over the top. Like there's no there's nothing a doctor could tell me about why my hair doesn't look like the Steve Harvey like line. (laughs) Even when Steve Harvey shit was fake, I need my shit to look like that. Please know if I have LeBron money, I'm shaving my head and telling everybody who has anything to say about it. I mean, like, as a broke, fuck you, I'm rich. As a broke boy, I would just shave my head. I wouldn't like, even, like, like I'm yeah. not, it's not even a question. If you can grow a full beard, if you can be out here looking like prime Joe Budden with no hair and the beard full, I keep the hair, dog. If you can average 28 points, eight boards, and uh, eight assists. <laughs> At 34. You can have the bald face and, I mean, the baby face and shave the head and be like, fine. Brett, like, if I had LeBron money, I'm telling everybody to fuck off. Yeah, that's... I, I tell that to people now, and I'm low-key, like, I don't have anywhere close to LeBron money. Yeah, LeBron, it's it's, it's the year, baby. You gotta cut it all off, dog. Hell no. Nah. We gotta come on. He he already invested. Keep that that shit. That shit is problematic. LeBron, it's time to come on home, baby. Let it go. (laughs) Also, are you a big uh, fan of the Players Tribune? I the first article I ever read from the Players Tribune was one of my favorite players telling me that he was leaving my team to go play for the Warriors. So, yes, I love it. I'm actually going to try and uh, start to put Raven on the Players' Tribune because uh, I think that is probably the big, like a great, um, I don't know, a great just format for people yeah, who yeah, aren't yeah. huge sports fans to kind of get a it, better understanding of puts, like the athletes. It gives the athletes an opportunity to just say, fuck the media, fuck 
press releases. This is my words. This is exactly what I think, and this is what's going on. So I I love shit like that because, like, the same reason I love that LeBron shit because it gives you an inner a look into that inner circle, into that their mindset kind of when they were doing the things. Like, we hear about the decision, right? But we don't see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes with it. So I love an opportunity because that's that's – that's an opportunity with the internet and the way that everybody's connected that you got to take advantage of. So it's like you give these athletes a way to bypass everything else, their teams, their media, and just say, this is me and this is what I think on the situation. I love that shit. Yeah. And so for anybody who's not familiar, the Players Tribune is a online, I don't know if it's in print, but I know it's an online platform for athletes of uh, various sports to have a direct, um, a direct place to go ahead and put out any, you know, message or piece of uh, literature that they want to, you know, sit down and compile themselves and just deliver a message directly to the fans without an interview or, you know, some other source or some middleman. Yeah, there's no middleman, just straight to the point. It's nothing diluting the message. And so, I mean, you see a lot of times when people get traded, they like to go on there and reach out to the C's that they're leaving or that they're coming to. Um, Chandler Parsons just did a letter to Memphis. He's been... uh, Oh, really? I haven't read that one. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really say nothing. But, I mean, it's just a a really good platform. And if you are somebody who's really into sports, it's a cool way to see athletes that you follow and hear directly from them if you're not up on it. And if you don't follow sports, it's just kind of cool to... um, you know, hear from those athletes and kind of get a get more familiar with them because I feel like that's what uh, I feel like that's what really takes sports to the next level when you really know the players or the athletes. You you're like, oh, I can identify with this and this person or that and this person, and then once you make that connection, I think that's what really takes sports to the next level. Yeah, because that's the to me the biggest advantage that a league like the NBA has over every other league because a they already have because of the nature of their play because um one player on a basketball team can make all the difference already right yeah so you you're going to care about a guy like LeBron or KD or Steph because their impact on the game is so much bigger and then the NBA lets them be themselves right so if i'm like i'm a huge Russell Westbrook stan I feel like just based off, I can read his Instagram, I can do his Twitter and his interviews. I know who he is, kind of. You know his personality. Yeah, you feel me. So it's like, or like, I don't like um, the Paul. Paul George had a podcast with uh, this. I don't remember his name, but it was like an, uh, a guy who has a bunch of famous people on his podcast, and he mm. just talked about his whole summer, and he talked about the decision he made and how the Lakers and the Thunder and guys who were trying to recruit him and all that shit he just talked about. And it's like, oh, it's, it gives you another, because I already care about all that stuff because I'm a fan, but it gives you another dimension. And it's like, oh, I feel like when I'm watching these players, I kind of know them now, you know? Yeah. So it's dope. I, lo- I love the Players' Tribune, though. I love when players just like, because fuck the middleman, dog. Yeah. Like, that's my mindset. Like, you you have the opportunity to just, like, be you and say what you want to. Say it. You feel me? Especially with certain stories because um, Joel Embiid, who's a... Um, His Players' Tribune article was elite. Yeah, yeah. So, Joel Embiid is Go a... He's the starting center for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and he, he had an article kind of just talking about his backstory. And it was cool kind of hearing somebody tell you stuff like, 
when somebody says, you know, I just started playing this sport at this age, this is what I was going through, blah, blah, blah. It To hear somebody say that and they just are just talking to you is one thing. Because, you know, on ESPN, they make it uh, outside the lines and mm-hmm. add all the extra-ass mm-hmm. music and make it overly dramatic. <laughs> and it's just like, bro, this is just this person's experience. Like, just let them talk to me. Like, I don't want to do all this shit and make it some storyline, like, where we're just reaching and doing too mm-hmm. much. And so I really enjoy the Players' Tribune where they just, are, you know, they're just straightforward. They, you know, explain it to you, and then you're good to go. Like, you you really get to talk to them. And so, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. I just think it's dope. I love it, personally. But shout out to Ray. She just came in. It's perfect timing. She texted me something, and I was like, I really need to talk through it with somebody else. Oh, boy. Before I really even respond to this. So I haven't texted her back, so it's funny. She just walked in. But she was like, hey, how are you feeling about this so-so death reunion concert in Atlanta? (laughs) And I read it, and I was just like, what? What? Why would I go to that? And, I mean, I know immediately she just wants to go to see Escape. Like, I know that's... that's, I ain't mad at her. We're actually recording. You don't have to yell the franchise boys. That I mean, that's that's your next person. So escape and then the franchise boys on so so there. Okay. Well, so mine was my immediate thought was Bow Wow, and I was like him and and uh, him and Jermaine Dupri beefing every week. That is? They be beefing all the time. Like I, I don't I haven't heard anything about that. Like, I mean it's too little man oh, syndrome. No, no, no. That was the Breakfast Club interview, right? When he Jermaine Dupree was like, Bow Wow ain't never been addicted to nothing. He ain't drink no damn lean type shit. I don't I don't keep up with this. <laughs> I just see like they have an issue and I'm like, oh whatever, and I just keep scrolling. That's real. But I know I know Bow Wow did turn up on that uh that uh Rhapsody the Basement freestyle. That's probably one of his greatest moments. Because he went off. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I just I don't know if I want to go to that. So I'm thinking, like, so-so deaf reunion. Who would who would have to be at the so-so deaf reunion for me to enjoy it? So we got Escape, which I don't mind seeing. I know Raven cares for them more than I do. But we have Escape. Um, you said them franchise boys. Do you think they would get a callback for the reunion? They're going to be there? I don't know if that's good business for them. Because, I mean, they're not getting more than $100,000 collectively. <laughs> and there's, what, six of them? Like, <laughs> I mean, y'all could have worked for this year. Okay, I mean, okay. I got, the, I got the Rolling Stone article. So it's Escape, Escape. Bow Wow, okay. Jagged Edge, oh, bo- I'm tripping. Bone Crusher, Young Bloods, then whoa, Franchise. Whoa, whoa, let's slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Okay. Bone crusher. Yeah, bro. How much? How much do we think these people are getting paid for this? I don't know, but I need you to understand. I was at one music fest in Atlanta when Bone Crusher came out, and please understand, if Bone Crusher goes to the right venue, that shit is going up. Well, so they did an Atlanta mix, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So no. that's different. If like, but I'm even that, bro, bro. Please, please know. If that is anywhere, even in the South, Brett, just in the South in general, he could come to Chattanooga with that shit so and bon- just do that one song. Okay, let, let's over and over again. I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> pretend with this. Let's 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 just play with it. So Bone Crusher comes out, he does Never Scare. What happens next? We bring out somebody else. Okay, that's not a set. That's not a set though. That's, like, it, 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 
just bring your one do your one song that's we don't know crazy. bro okay. we don't know his other song sorry so let's, let's be real let's, do you, can you know no i thought y'all did I, thought, <laughs> I did i don't i thought there was going to be something that i missed out on that i didn't understand no. and that's what i wanted no, no, no. y'all to explain i think to me. that's the whole point of the reunion though because if we're looking right because out no nah, escape jacket edge and bow wow got heat jaquan them franchise boys and was anthony so- hamilton Wait, wait, hold on. Jaquan was sounding so so deaf. I, I didn't know that either. I'm looking at the article though, and that's what it says. Anthony Hamilton, like Charlene Anthony Hamilton. I, how many Anthony Hamiltons are there, buddy? I mean, I, he <laughs> so so deaf. I didn't know he was with them, but hey, like, it, bruh, let's be real. Let's be real. Let me see the article. I would go. I would go to this show. Like I, I've been to worse shows. First than off, you disrespectful because you didn't even like lead in with the Brett. I, I'm sorry. Like, I was reading... No, I was reading that part where it just shows everybody recruited, but not the title. Because she's in the title with Anthony Hamilton. It says, will feature himself as in Jermaine Dupree. Also, the I'm... Brad Anthony Hamilton. I'm not going to lie to you. If you said, gun to your head, tell me three DeBrat songs. I'm just Wait, gonna... Young Bloods was signed to So-So Deal? I don't know. I guess so. Young Bloods is Sean Paul, right? I don't know. These... These folks wouldn't sign the so-so deal. I guess they, they must have been. What you mean? Like he couldn't recruit them if they wasn't signed there. Like you want to come to a guarantee re- you, you want to come to a reunion show of a, a label you wasn't with? Come on, bro. I guarantee you this is just like <laughs> um so 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 deaf wasn't it's just like you know Rockefeller and everybody else, where it's mm-hmm. not a real label. That's like, real. You're really just the guy that they make the face of a group of people and you control their business and everything better be in order. I'm dead. Like, you don't really run nothing. You got several bosses. but Several bosses? Yeah. I don't know, Doug. I feel like if you, if that show is like two hours long and you got enough hits between like, what is that, eight different artists damn near? That would be a fun show to go so to. So Anthony Hamilton is apparently on social media. Yeah, bro. Like, I'd, I'd go to that or show. was. I'd go to that show. Like, I would definitely go to that. I'd buy a ticket for that. I'm really, like, blown away by this. I didn't know a lot I'll of these people. I'll wear my tall tee and everything, bro. I didn't know a lot of these people were so, so deaf. The fresh forces. You feel me? Rocco <laughs> was so, so deaf. Really? Yeah. That album that had, like, you know, his, like, first few hits, the uh, I'ma Do Me. Well, there's that. Well, Karma was on here, too. Karma was hard. Snakes was hard. Like that first album he had, mm-hmm. that was on So So Deaf. Really just like, I don't know, Bow Wow is hilarious to me, so just the opportunity to see him live would be funny to me. Okay, for me to enjoy this, <laughs> Jermaine Dupree would have to come out, welcome us, D- and be like DJing or something, mm-hmm. and be like the host MC. Mm-hmm. All the So So Deaf niggas come out do hits. Don't come doing no deep cuts. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Straight hits. <laughs> and then an hour-long session of Anthony Hamilton, and I would have a good show. You want an hour of Anthony Hamilton? Yes. After, after those hits. Not an hour of Anthony Hamilton just in general, because I fuck with Anthony Hamilton, but Brad, you want an hour of Anthony I want Hamilton. them to do their hits and get off the stage. And then so, Anthony you, Hamilton. So, so you want Bone Crusher and then... Bow Wow, and then an hour of I mean, it should be strategically set up. Like, Escape should close the rest of them niggas section. Like, the rest of them, is Escape should close that. Who who was with Escape? Uh, I mean, you only know two of them. That's 
T.I.'s wife. T.I.'s wife, Tiny, and uh, Candy Barris is on that messy ass show. Power? No, um, Real Housewives. It wasn't. Was what is her name? You do not know anybody else in that group. I Gary, I will. What do you want to bet that you do not know the other two girls? I'm, or is it three? I'm broke until it's two other girls, anyway, right? I'm broke as hell. You are not broke. Do not stun. You cannot pull that stun no more. You're getting that good money. Do not play with me. I'm broke. Boy, you getting a check, a good check. If anybody asks, I'm broke. Whatever. That's my yeah, mindset. All right. All right. <laughs> Pull it up. I know. I know for a fact you do not is know those Latori other two girls. Not, not that is three LW. I'm bullshit. I'm but they were they were on So So Deaf as well. They were. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Let me not pretend. I didn't know that until I just read. I was it. about to say. I shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Latasha, I'm excited to go to this tour now. Latasha Scott, Tamika Scott, and Keisha Miles. You was right. I'm glad you I did. Yeah, I know you. I'm don't know glad that. I didn't bet because I do not know those people. Well, so the So So De- So So Deaf concert is a go. Mainly, I'm I'm going to see Anthony Hamilton. I mean, that's not a bad play. He's great live. Now I'm be mad if he just get up there and do Charlene and be done. <laughs> I need I need some joints. I need the Hamiltons. I need all that. He he's not the type of person to go to a show on bullshit though. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's about his he's a showman show. Do you? Have, I love his voice, by the way. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, dude is like he's 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 one of those people you can tell can really sing because he doesn't have that voice that's just like that perfect singing voice. He has yeah. like a real just just a real he, voice, and he just knows how to just. He, Turn it into an he's instrument. a master of like um, him and D'Angelo and Maxwell. Like those are the guys who like their range isn't like super super crazy, but they do so much in the range that they have. You got Maxwell fucked up, bro. When I say range, I mean I'm not talking about the falsetto. Oh, you mean range as far as like yeah. the type of music they do? Yeah, you know, no, I mean range in the sense that like their actual singing voices, like the the notes that they're hitting, right? Because Maxwell and D'Angelo, falsetto-wise, like, they're amazing in the range that they have in that sense. But when I say range, I mean, like, who's a good singer that just has, like, crazy Yeah, I'm not going to argue this with you because I'm not going to pretend to be technically sound on like, singing. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not a singer like that. But, like, though, like, those are the guys who were, like, when I was trying to find, like, my singing voice, those were the, the voices that I trusted. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to... I feel that you have Maxwell fucked up. I don't know enough about... You know, actual technical skills to argue this, so I'm gonna leave you be. But <laughs> hopping back into the NBA for a quick oh, second, let's go. Do you have any like sleeper teams or players? Well, I guess Denver. You kind of described them. Yeah, earlier. I I love Denver's roster. You know who else I really fuck with? The Pelicans. I feel like the Pelicans are really gonna like. Why? Okay, okay. So I got a whole explanation. So a they lost Rondo, they lost Boogie, but when Boogie went down with that injury in January. Anthony Davis lost his damn mind. Like, okay, so basically what they had was, like, four shooters around Anthony Davis, and he was kind of like the fulcrum of that whole offense. So Drew Holiday is not they, – they like him at the one, but he's better at the two. So you have, you have Alfred Payton, who's not as good as Rajon Rondo in that role, but he has a chance to kind of make it his own, and I like – he's cut his hair – He's apparently been working on his jump shot a little bit. Like, it really doesn't matter if he does or, does or doesn't. As long as he can kind of run the point and he can kind of play defense, that's really all they need of him. Drew Holiday's, you know what you're going to get from Drew. 
Etwan Moore had a great. He was probably one of the most underrated players in all of 2018. Etwan Moore had it a really, really great. He was a star in his role. You really be watching basketball. I've never in my life heard someone like, yeah, Etwan Moore be going. Bruh, in. I. He was Etwan Moore <laughs> was an absolute like. It, what they needed from that three spot in in the uh, New Orleans, he's exactly what they needed. If and I'm then, playing 2K, Etwan Moore is coming right the fuck up out the game. <laughs> like for you to really be complimenting him is blowing my mind. He, like he he shot he shot really well from three. He defended his position really well. And then you have at the four, they had Anthony Davis basically at the five, and because they brought in uh, Miritich from so, I mean, Chicago. I don't have a sleeper team. I have a sleeper player. But before I get into that, I just don't really see that for the Pelicans. I think they do. They make the playoffs to you? Nah, maybe at the eight seed at the bit. At best case scenario, they're the eight seed. I think the Pelicans might be better than the Lakers. Well, okay, that's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I think the Hold I think the that. I think the Pelicans are like many other teams um, in the league in the sense that they just underappreciated Rondo. I think Rondo is what made that work. So Rondo, Rondo is a good enough floor general where he is a get the ball to Anthony Davis no matter what. I can figure out how to do it. Uh, Drew Holiday, you move over to the two. You don't worry about anything but scoring. Scoring and defense. I'll take care of everything else. And, I mean, I think trying to put Alfred Payton. They got Julius Randle, too. Okay. Trying to put Alfred Payton into that role who is, I mean, Ray John Rondo's a winner. And yeah. Alfred Payton has never won. Like, did you he, did you watch Julius Randle though? His last few like in LA. Did you watch his last year in LA? Did you watch I mean him? Julius Randle's gonna be a cool six man? Like I, I actually think he should start. Why? Why would I start if, him? If only because he him and Anthony Davis provide such a mismatch because But my from spacing the, is gone. From the five though, right? From the five and the four positions. I'm not used to having – you see how much havoc Draymond Green causes as a guy who can kind of handle the ball at the five. And Julius Randle is probably, in my opinion at least, a better ball handler and probably a better creator just for himself. Maybe not for others, but for himself off the dribble as a big man, the Draymond, right? So you have you have two guys at the four and the five who really in, – in all honesty, I would probably start Julius Randle, but the thing is – between the three of those guys with Meritage, Randall, and Anthony Davis, you have three guys who the average team just isn't going to be able to match up with. And you can find a mismatch in one of those three guys and try to take advantage of that. I love that. Like, you can play Randall with Meritage. You can play Davis with either one of them. So, yeah. like, I, I really, like, maybe that's me. Like, I still think their wing rotation is weak. I, I think... Um, Maybe Alfred Payton is going to be dependent on to do a little bit more than he has before, and that might work out for them. It might not. But I, I really like – plus, those two – and I feel like Alvin Gentry is a really underrated coach, like just offensively. I feel like he gets – offensively, he gets his roster, and he knows how to put his guys in places where they can succeed. So I, I feel like the Pelicans aren't going to be like a top-four seed because my top-four seed is probably – Warriors, Rockets, Thunder, and Jazz. Those are my top four seeds. But I I think they're going to make the playoffs. Easy. Make the playoffs. And I, I feel like whoever they play, they're going to give them hell. Because Anthony Davis, that big man rotation, man. I love that big man rotation. Randall can create off the dribble. He can play a little defense. He can, um, can pass really well. He can finish at the rim. Anthony Davis does all of it. And then Miritich is an absolute sniper from three. 
So. I, I think they're going to slot the fuck out. And, <laughs> and I think Anthony Davis is going to be traded before the trade uh, oh, deadline. You, who's he getting traded to? I don't know, but, I mean, they're going to blow it up because they're going to suck. But, anyway. Um, I think that's my hot. That's We didn't get to it before, but my hot take is I don't – I the Lakers are not making the playoffs. Like yeah, the fact that are. you – the fact that you think the Thunder and the Jazz are going to have a higher seat than the Lakers is fine. I will bet my, actual money on that. Okay. My sleeper <laughs> my sleeper isn't – I don't have a team, but I have my boy Lance. I think my – Lance think, Stevenson? I think Lance about to be a damn fool in L.A. Boy. And I don't even necessarily mean on the court. Like, I just feel like every week – like I, He's going to be entertaining as I fuck. think Lance is going to be the most talked about player in the NBA this year. Like, he's he's going to be entertaining as so. hell. And I mean, with LeBron in LA, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I don't disagree with that at all. But I think LA is going to be crazy because I think, outside of maybe Javale, every like in every position they are going to have a player that can do the same thing coming off the bench, and they're trying to run and turn up. Like it's going to be fun to watch. It's gonna. I don't even know how well it's going to work, but you, I would agree with you. Because I, mean, I think it's going to be fun as hell to watch. Because outside, be outside of Javale. You're, if you have LeBron at one forward, you're gonna do Lance is gonna do the same thing for you off the bench. I mean, obviously, obviously to a lesser extent, uh, Ingram or Kuzma. I feel like they are. Um, I feel like okay, this is the way I thought about it because I agree with you. But uh, you know, with, we, but to a lesser extent, you got uh, Lance Stevenson for Brom, uh, either Kuzma or Ingram or you know interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Then you know uh, Lonzo. Rondo. Rondo's game. Like, I feel like they're going to switch people out. And then you can say the same thing for uh, Josh Hart and um, KCP. KCP, So, yeah. I mean, I feel like they got a lot of interchangeable pieces, and they're going to be fun. But I think Lance going to be a damn fool in L.A. He, like, bro, he's okay. going to show his ass. Man, okay. Can I – I just want to get this take off because I feel like I said it in the group chat, and you and John didn't take me seriously. And maybe you won't because that's fair because – at on one end, bro, LeBron is the greatest basketball talent I've seen with my two eyes. He is amazing in every facet of the game. So him on a team makes them contenders in a sense automatically. But at the same time, right? So, okay, so I'm going to just break this down because I'm going to try to do this quickly because I know. Wait, are you about to go on a Thunder rant? No, okay. Laker rant. Not not really a rant, but just like here's my thinking. It's going right? to be a rant. That's fine. So... Basically, right, I love the young fit, like the young players fit with LeBron. Kuzma, Josh Hart, Lonzo, and Ingram. Ingram is that second option, kind of do it all forward. Lonzo is maybe an off-ball, on-ball kind of point guard who gives them kind of do it all himself, but not necessarily the scoring. He'll he'll set other people up. Kuzma is just the off the bench, maybe like spark plug, and then Josh Hart is the three and D guard. I love all four of their fits with LeBron, but dog, the Western Conference ain't no hoe. And so if any of those players, because we've seen it before, where with LeBron, the even though the talent is there, the results don't necessarily show up right away. And he's never had a team this young or this untalented if that makes sense because as talented as I think they are they're not Wade and Bosch and they're not Love and Irving you feel me is that making am I making sense no I mean they're not but I don't think I think they're the least top heavy team he's ever had like he doesn't have another star but he has a good he has several good role players 
and he's okay. not in the situation where he has to deal with egos. Okay. The only person who has that who could have that ego or that sense of entitlement is Rondo. And I think Rondo's more excited to play with them than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I agree with everything you've said. But with I feel like with young players, we often mistake talent with production. And there is a big difference between Brandon Ingram being a surprising first option who does a lot of things at an NBA level that we didn't think he could do to being a second option to LeBron who does everything, all of those things efficiently while LeBron is still taking up a large percent of the possessions, right? So to me, as good as that that talent is, we might not see it this year. And if Brandon Ingram or Lonzo or Kuzma or Hart or maybe all four or maybe some of those four take any steps back, they might not make the playoffs. As wild as that sounds, because LeBron is LeBron. And I like Luke Walton as a coach, and I think they're – I don't believe in their bench like that, but it's not going to be terrible. But you – to me, I don't believe in their defense. I think their big man rotation is going to get taken advantage of by literally every team out west. All of them. Every single one. I, I was thinking about this today, and I don't think there's a single big in the NBA – right now, at least in the Western Conference, who sees JaVale McGee and thinks, oh, man, I don't know how I'm going to score on him. Uh, well, I mean, we're in a time where big men aren't aren't really that. Like, I mean, how many how many play how many teams in the West right now have a big a rotational center starting center worse than JaVale McGee? How many centers in the West in the league average 20 points? I'm not talking about 20 points. I'm talking about matchups right matchup night to night matchups so matchups matchups matter team wise and i think the lakers i think you're thinking of the lakers in a a more traditional or more i guess on paper is i mean all that we can do at this point but for what i see for them i think they're going to push the ball a lot and force teams to have play to their matchups and i think and i think you think it's going to be more difficult for those players when you play with lebron james and rajon rondo mm-hmm. who are two flat-out winners who mm-hmm. make the game easier for everybody. And you have both of them on the floor, and they're teaching, and you have this constant culture of getting better. Uh-huh. I think there's certain things that just fall into place. And I think the game becomes simpler for those kids. Like, okay. they're not they're not out there. It's not Brandon Ingram, oh, I have to worry about this double team. I have to worry about uh, the team, you know, scouting me and preparing for me. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fucking afterthoughts. Like, no, the game is going to be easy for all of them because LeBron James is going to shoulder a lot of that. And they have to deal with the consequences of, like, we lost, everybody blames everybody but LeBron. But, I mean, overall, I think it's going to be a, a, um, a more more beneficial than hurtful for them. Oh, def- okay, without a doubt beneficial. I just don't know if the benefits are going to pay off this year. That's my only question. I think they're going to be higher seat than the Thunder. I will. I am willing to bet you actual money that's not the case, but fair it's because LeBron is LeBron, honestly. But that's the only re- like LeBron is. So if LeBron just said, "Fuck it, we're gonna get 55 wins this year," and he was just turning up all year, there's really not anything any team can do about it. I just don't see that. Cause okay, here's, I guess here's my thinking on it. Right, as good as we think this team can be the potential of this team and the actuality of this team. Like, okay, for instance, you were saying they're going to run, right? Do you know that no LeBron team has ever finished top 15 in pace? I mean... Ever. Do you think that's... I mean, so 
I've, I've heard that too, but you think that's because of LeBron or do you think that's because of LeBron's teammates? Okay, I think it's it's always, to me, it's never just one thing. So I'm sure that both of those thing, things play a part. But he played, if you have LeBron on your team, are you going to not give him the ball a bunch? Well, I mean, if you played seven you years games. or six or seven years with Zildjunas Ogalskis starting, I think your pace is going to be slowed the fuck down. Even, even in Miami. Even in Miami, even with Kyrie and Love and that team that's kind with of With Kyrie built. and Love, what team is, like, the only time I thought he, I would think he'd be running is those few years in Miami. The rest of those teams, who's running with LeBron? None of those teams have been top 15 in pace. I think maybe 2012 team was like 13, but none of those teams were like, not even top like 10, top five, not even top half of the league. Maybe LeBron does run. Maybe LeBron does buy into being like a small ball five. Maybe, maybe again, I could be completely wrong on this. And you know me, Doug. I will say some crazy shit, but I don't mind taking L's on the crazy shit I say. I just don't think it's ever been the intention with any of LeBron's teams. And I just... I don't know. We'll just, it's just a brand new thing, so we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be entertaining as hell, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be... They're going to be... Actual uh, facts. They're going to be locked in to... Um, they're going to be fun I to watch. I can't wait. I can't... I'm, I'm excited to watch the Lakers play, because I don't know what the fuck they're going to look like. So, do you... I mean... So, who do we have winning it out? Warriors? Of course. Okay. That's of, fair. Of course. Like, not even... My only question, my only hot takes this year, like, this whole podcast, we're going to be... The Lakers might fuck around and not make the playoffs, which I probably still have them in as, like, a seven or a six seed. But, like, I I still don't think they're, like, I think that's going to be a harder quest than people are giving them credit for because niggas are saying they're going to win, like, 55 games. I don't see that at all. I haven't about 50. I, I don't see that at all. I really don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see it at all. But then if you're talking, like, my only hot takes were going to be that about the Lakers, and I think – the Thunder might fuck around and get to the Western Conference Finals. Well, I disagree with that. If they're healthy. But uh, you've done, like, a really amazing job. For those of you who don't know, Sama's, like, a Thunder fan. I'm a Stan. Stan fan. I don't even think – I don't think either one of those words really <laughs> – I don't even think they do you justice. I think, I, fan, mean, I think fan does me justice because, nah, like, I'm nah. – I'm, I be saying shit, but it's like you don't think it's realistic, but it's not that crazy. The shit I see on my social media timelines from you liking it and sharing it, I mean, I've never Hit seen. Me with it. What, I've just something? never seen anything like that in, in my life, sports wise. I've never <laughs> like it's like the eleventh man, like somebody who doesn't play, and it's like his free throw warm up routine. Is being shared that's, on my timeline you're, you're because being, you like being it. a little bit. That's barely, not, I'm barely exaggerating. That's what's crazy. I mean, if I'm if Hami Diallo, Hami Diallo or whatever his name is, like if he has a good game and I retweet that, or like Deontay Burton, who's like a two way contract, who's not gonna play, I'm retweeting it because I thought it was fun. Why am I seeing Ray, uh, Raymond Felton on my timeline? Raymond Felton better not play. On I my mean, team. Yeah. So, consistent minutes. I if if he plays consistent minutes, that means Russ is more hurt than we thought he was. So well either way, you know, you've been you've done an extremely <laughs> you've done an extremely excellent job of just not being extremely biased or going on any long That's my that's my team, but a great year for a good year for us would be second round. If a great year would be if we upset the Rockets. A good year would be not getting your ass kicked by the Utah Jazz. Okay, can we can we just get something across right well, here? Well, no, 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 hold on, hold on. That's what I was about to get into. You've done a really good job of not tripping. Uh-huh. So I was going to give you, you know, a solid two minutes to just go ahead and get okay. in your little thunder bag. So, so, number one, 
let's can we stop disrespecting the Utah Jazz? Like I understand, like oh, the Thunder were favored in that series because they had home court, they had more star power. That's fine, but dog, the Utah Jazz were the in the second half of the season after the All Star break were the second best team in the NBA. Ricky Rubio is a good player, a fucking rookie, is who was a great player. A car insurance salesman. Joe Ingles has been a good player since 2016. And Rudy Gobert. Gobert. The best defensive player in the league. Kicked the Thunder's ass. Like, kicked I mean, their ass? or Because did they win in six games? And it, that game six was close. Was the, game six where Russell Westbrook took 43 yep. shots? And guess what, dog? They were, the Jazz were this close to losing that game. As clo- as m- terrible as those shots were, as bad as Paul George played, I'm, as bad as your boy, your boy, Melo played. As bad on as both Mello ends, played. On both Chill. ends in the series. How, how, much, how much did the um, Thunder lose that last game by? Like five points. Didn't they have like four or five chances in one yeah, position? Yeah, no, and one, bro, Russ's three went in and out. That one... Paul George had that one where he got – I thought he got fouled by Rudy Gobert, but they didn't call it, whatever. That, But then Russ had – before that, Russ had an open three off a rebound, and it was wide open. He took the shot in and out. If he makes that shot, it's a tie game with, like, 10 seconds left. So, I'm, again, I I am a huge Thunder stand, but can we please put some respect on the Jazz's name? Because they ended the year, right? Okay, so I'm just going to throw a bunch of numbers out here. A, I want everyone to know that there are no notes in front of Samuel right no, now. No, I, I've, I, <laughs> at all. So the Jazz ended the year twenty-two and six or six, yeah, the last twenty-eight games. They destroyed the Warriors twice, and then outside of that, they were twenty and eight to end the year. When Rudy Gobert came back, they were the best MB, the best defense in the league by far. Quinn Snyder is one of the best coaches in. The, in the NBA. He's top five, in my opinion. Donovan Mitchell had one of the most impactful rookie seasons of all time. And then you have a bunch of good role players, right? Rudy Gobert. No, not even Rudy Gobert, because Rudy Gobert is a star in his role, in my opinion. He does his his job as well as anybody in the league. So Ricky Rubio is a good player. Joe Ingles is a good player. Jay Crowder is a good player. Um, what's his face? Derek Favors, good player, right? And they just have a bunch of guys who know their role and just play well, and they pass the ball really, really well. So, and then the wins matter as far as, like, anticipating how good a team is going to be in the playoffs. But SRS, which is basically strength of schedule, and net rating matter even more. And the Jazz were number five in net rating and number six in SRS in the entire league. And that was after starting... They, they didn't have a great start, and then Rudy Gobert got hurt. But after Gobert came back, they were the second-best team in the league from that point on. The only team that was better was the team that beat them in the playoffs was the Rockets. They were a good-ass team. The Thunder lost in the first round, absolutely. But they lost to a good-ass team. A really good team, possibly a top-five team in the whole league. Not just the West, but the whole league. So, I, I again, if, to me... As a Thunder fan, it's show and prove. You got Paul George now. You got Steven Adams still there. Um, Russ is still there. You got Dennis Schroeder. You got you signed Jeremy Grant. Patrick Patterson's still there. Billy Donovan's still there. Show and prove. It's either win games or shut the fuck up to me. But that's still my team. And I feel like that, that that's my only hot take of the entire night. 
between the after the Lakers shit, right? So if Andre Robertson is healthy to start the playoffs, the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, there was certainly a lot of bullshit in there, but um, they're going to beat they're going to beat the Rockets. In out six of respect games. to your, you know, fairness throughout the podcast, I just let you live. <laughs> But uh, for drink of the day, I also have to—I mean, for the drink rating, I also have to shit on you a little bit. That's just fine. to just to you know deter the future. I need—I just need a little bit more creativity. I the was crown gonna do bright. crown and lemonade, but I didn't know if you was ready. I mean, that—that's that, still not <laughs> a little more creativity. I, it was—it was gonna be crown regardless, just because like like I'm a troll. Oh, you by think nature. I'm gonna like transition? Yeah, into crown no, we're, we're gonna get you there. You yeah, know? that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Um, for the for the drink ram, I had to give you a six just because the I'm cool with the six. lack of creativity. But it is something I would drink like in my day to day like turn up. So I, I'm not gonna like trash it, but I'm only gonna be able to give it a six. Um, do want to thank you for coming through and uh, helping me get through the sports podcast. I tried to mix in some other stuff, but it got bad. <laughs> we definitely end. got oh, yeah. we definitely had some deep dives and stuff. Yeah, no but effects. I, but I'm sure everybody will still enjoy it. And uh, thank you for coming through. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I really, like, I've I've listened to, I'm not on Apple Music. I'm not on Apple Music at all. But I really like the episodes that I've, I've listened to. I've really enjoyed it. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm on this episode, but I'm going to continue to listen to all the other ones. That's how I know you're really, like, you're not really for fake about this Android life. You are really down. So on Apple, we have an Apple Podcast app. <laughs> it is completely separate from Apple Music, but I mean it's not a big deal. I just you you are really true to this Android life. I you know what's so funny to me? I'm really not. I just I'm I'm here now, so that's what I'm doing. But like my next phone very well might be an iPhone. I think that's an, the best move. I'll, I'm, I'm gonna see about it, bro. Because like niggas be talking to me about it about like uh, how great it is. We you, don't I mean, see. you're single handedly ruining our group message. Facts. Like you know how annoying I'm, I'm it is okay for some, to see like. <laughs> Uh, such and such laughed at the message instead of it. You don't even know what. Yeah, it, yeah, no. Do you even know what it normally does? It, it, I, I know it from my end. Yeah. No, I mean like so. If it was an iMessage, have you seen like what is supposed to happen? What no. people are trying to do? No. I'll show you after the show. Okay. Um. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Please continue to like, rate, review, share, and everything else. Uh, you can follow us on all social medias. Um, all social media pages at underscore me and the homies. Please submit any questions or any discussion topics, birthday shout outs and everything else. You can also email us anything. If you feel like you have something a little longer, you feel more comfortable emailing it to us. Um, you can email us at me and the homies podcast at gmail.com. Um, did you have any birthday shout outs, Summer? Mine. In a month. I was going to say, your birthday's in November. Yeah, my birthday's in November, but it's <laughs> it's not, like, I don't know anybody with, like, October birthdays. But shout out uh, my friend, Deanna. She's she's a Scorpio, too. My mom, also, she's a SAG, but, like, she's, she's like, a week after mine. So, I don't know anybody in this <laughs> month, but it well, counts. We'll also be sure to shout you out a little closer to your birthday. But um, for this week, I'm going to shout out Steph, Isaiah, Andrew, Cornell, Jackson, you know Jackson. Yeah, um, I know Jack. Mike Horde. Go Wildcats. Jamal, <laughs> and a special shout out to the homie Dokes. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening. Happy birthday, homie. For me? Yeah. Happy birthday, homeboy. For me? Yeah. Make a wish.